last week, if you were not here, we talked about toxic habits. And we talked about how if they are left to hang around, that they have the, the potential to absolutely destroy our lives. And, that, and that, we can, that we can get rid of them and eradicate them from our lives by pushing the reset button and creating a new pattern. And, and we create that new pattern through prayer, through ingesting God's word, and through just simply doing it. And today we're going to finish this, this short uh, two-part series. And we're going to be talking about, again, something that is very, um, very, very dear to my heart. Obviously, as you can see, I'm rocking my uh, Religion Kills t-shirt, which um, my wife said I can only wear if I, you know, spoke on religion. So therefore, maybe that's why I created this so I can wear this shirt. But um, so, but it's something that's very um, dear to me and I'm very passionate about. And we're going to talk about toxic religion. And I believe that it's completely safe to say that everyone in here today have, have faced or dealt with toxic religion in some way, shape, or form throughout your life. And, and, and just this past week, I had a young man that, um, that was in my youth group at the first church that I served at. And he, uh, he apparently watched some type of documentary on creation. And he Facebooked me and sent me a message on Facebook. And, and one of the lines in his question, it said this. It said, now I'm not particularly religious anymore. And as soon as I read that, I had this reaction that I just wanted to just, just message him back real quick or just call him up and say, great, because neither am I. Because the fact of the matter is, is that God did not send his son, Jesus Christ, who lived a sinless life. He didn't do that just to make us religious. He did that to set us free. In fact, the essence of Christianity, it is not a religion. It's not. In its essence, it is, it is a relationship with the living God. He, he sent his son to reveal himself to us so that we could know him, and be transformed by him. It's not a religion. It's about relationship. And today I want to talk to you about the dangers and the destruction that comes with toxic religion. Now, before I go any further, let me get off my little soapbox there. And um, let's, let's go over our, our definition for the word toxic one more time. And toxic is anything containing poisonous material capable of causing sickness or even death. And if there's anything causing all kinds of spiritual sickness and death in the world today, it's toxic religion. It's the purity of the message of God perverted and polluted by religion. And it pushes people away from God and it causes some deep and serious damage. And it, and it pushes people away from an authentic faith experience. The unfortunate reality is that toxic religion produces toxic people and toxic churches. And, and I don't say that to be judgmental or hateful, but, but I say that because I'm fairly certain that God's heart is grieved when we allow toxic religion to play a part in our lives and in our world and in our churches. I personally have witnessed and, and, and experienced the pain and, and the frustration and the hurt that comes with toxic religion. And, and I can't tell you how many times I've encountered beautiful people that just need Christ. That have said, you know what? I don't want anything to do with God. I don't want anything to do with the church or Christians or religion. I want nothing to do with any of that. And if you just had the opportunity to sit down with them and listen to their story, I 
guarantee you it wouldn't take too long for toxic religion to start bubbling up through their story. I have pretty much spent my entire life around or in the church. I can remember being a little kid in, in Sunday school and children's church and being taught about stories about Jesus on a, on a flannel graph board. Anybody know what a flannel graph board is? A few of you guys out there, I hear you. Um, but I, I can remember that. And I, and I went to a Christian school from the time I was in kindergarten until 12th grade. And then I spent an additional four years in Bible college earning a bachelor's degree in biblical studies. And now being on staff at a church. And, but if I was completely honest, I, I would have to say that it's been a tough and difficult journey at times. Not, not because of ridicule or hurt from people from um, outside of the church or the world, but it's because of the hate and the judgment and the negativity that I've seen, that I've endured, and that I've had to overcome within religion. Toxic religion. Now, don't get me wrong, there's been plenty of amazing people in my life that I've been able to see and learn from and experience that, that basically embodied what it meant to be a Christ follower. But, but truthfully, it's only through the grace of God and that the fact that I have such a strong desire to know Him, know who He truly is, and to have that relationship with Him that I'm able to be here today. But, but as I sit back and think about toxic religion and, and what I've witnessed and what I've seen, what I've experienced, it always seems to show up with a few common elements. And today I want to share a few of those common elements with you. So the first element is that toxic religion always focuses on the external rather than the internal. Focuses on the external rather than the internal. It's an outward expression rather than an inward transformation. It's this mindset that says, look at how I perform. Look at how good I am. Look at how great I am. It's, it's reducing a relationship with Christ to a bunch of rules. It's, it's dropping Christianity down to this list of do's and don'ts. That if you cross all your T's and you dot all of your I's, that you will be right with God. That if you wear the right thing, if you go to the right places, if you, if you say the right prayers that you will be right with God. And please hear me when I say this, that that is completely toxic. And it's, and it's, also, it's also common in, in our world today. It's everywhere, and we see it all the time. But it was also extremely common in the day of Jesus. There, were, there was this group of people that were very religious, very outwardly expressive, and they were known as the Pharisees. And quite honestly, they lived a very upstanding life. But the problem was that it was, it was an external faith rather than a true internal faith. And Jesus absolutely despised this type of religion. And, and in fact, we can actually kind of see him, see Jesus unleashing on them um, in Matthew 23, verse 25, when he says this to them. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup and dish. But inside, they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisees first clean the inside of the cup and the dish, and then the outside also will be clean. These Pharisees were all about the look. They would stand out on the street corners and pray out loud so that everyone could hear how righteous their prayer sounded. Or when they were in the temple, they would, they would hold up their offerings so that everyone could see how much they were giving or what they were giving before they set it down on the altar. 
He would dress in such a way that said, look how holy I am. Look at who I don't hang out with. I don't hang out with those people. I don't hang out with sinners. They were outwardly religious, and Jesus hated it. It's toxic religion that focuses on the external rather than the internal. The second element is that toxic religion promotes a spiritual pride. These people that get fixated on the internal and and saying the right things and doing the right things and, and, and going to the right places, being externally the right person, they, they become arrogant and proud. And they, and they ooze this attitude of, I'm smarter than, I'm better, I'm more holy, I'm more full. I know all the right answers. I know who's in, I know who's out. And if you do X, Y, and Z, you'll be in too. Oftentimes around the church or around a, some type of religion, um, there's, there's these people that you'll find that are always the ones that are pointing the fingers at people. Or they're the ones that are guarding the door of the church, saying that if you want to come in, if you want to be a part of our club, then you have to do A, B, C, and D in order to arrive at E. And there's nothing more damaging to the gospel, to the message of Christ, to the church, to God, and to what Jesus did on the cross. Then then for those that are fixated on the external, and who are prideful, and who are arrogant, over the reality that they've got it right. And again, Jesus despised this type of attitude and this type of action. Luke 18, Jesus tells a powerful story of a group of individuals that that were basically very proud of their religion, very proud of their righteousness. And and in Luke 18, starting in verse 9, we we see this. "To To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. Now, if you don't know about tax collectors in those days, they were, they were pretty much the most despised, the most hated people in their culture. They were, the, they were dubbed the most corrupt. So verse 11, the Pharisee stood up and prayed about himself. God, I thank you that I'm not like other men. Robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a day, and I give a tenth of all I get. He basically is saying, I'm right, and they are wrong. That, that it's this religious, spiritual pride that, you know what, I've got it all figured out. But you see, the problem with spiritual pride is that it's almost impossible to see in the mirror. Because once you've convinced yourself that you've got it all figured out, and that you're right, and that, and that you're better than everyone else, it's so easy to start looking down on everybody. And all that does is it drives people away from God. A quick example of this is, is I was actually talking to some of my coworkers and some of my employees at Brooklyn um, the other day about this message, um, and, and, and we were kind of talking about it. One of the guys, that he's a great guy, and he... Um, I've actually invited him out several times to church, but, but he, he said, you know what, man? You should wear a Bad Religion t-shirt when you preach that message. And if you don't know, Bad Religion is, is a band. So he's like, you should wear that t-shirt when you preach. And we kind of laughed about that. And then that kind of led him into telling me a personal story of, of how he's experienced toxic religion. 
And, and what he said was that when he was the manager of a Hot Topic store, um, and that was in one of the malls in Indiana, he said that they had a Bad Religion t-shirt hanging up in the display window. He said not once, not twice, but several times throughout that day that these so-called Christians, that these religious people marched their way into the store and demanded that he take that shirt out of the display window. Or that they would come in very argumentatively and say, so, what's so wrong, what's so bad about religion? And he said that he was, he was just completely shocked over how angry and how rude people got over a simple shirt hanging up in a window. And after listening to his story, I asked him, I said, I said well, after that experience, when they came in there and did all that, did that, that make you want to go to church with them? Did, did that make you want what they were claiming to have? And I'm sure um, you know just as well as I do what his answer to that question was. You see, it's toxic religion. It's people full of spiritual pride, like this Pharisee, that look down on everyone, that have this hypocritical, hypercritical, joyless, cynical, we're right and you're wrong attitude that causes those who don't know Christ to say, why in the world would I want to be a part of such miserable, joyless, hateful people. The real reason that they should want that is because Jesus didn't come to make us religious. He came to set us free, full of joy, full of life, full of love, full of victory and unity, full of compassion for one another. But toxic religion, poison, it perverts and it destroys so let's, let's take a quick step back, and, and I want you guys to understand that here at LifePoint Church and in our lives, we are not going to embrace toxic religion. We're not. But instead, we're going to sell out to the purity of the gospel. And the gospel literally means the good news. And it's the greatest news that you will ever hear. Maybe you've been, been here or you've been at church your whole life. You've grown up in church, or you've been at church for a long, long time, but you still don't quite truly understand the gospel. Or, or maybe you're just not a churchy person at all, and when I'm talking about the gospel, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But I want you to hear as clearly as I can present the purity of the gospel message. Why God sent his son. It was not to make us religious, but it was to set us free from bondage so that we can have a personal relationship with the creator of the universe. So, so as we close, I want to look at three verses, and I'm going to unpack them as clearly and as simply as I can. And, we're, and, and these verses are found in Romans chapter 3, verses 20, 21, and 22. And Paul writes these words. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in his sight by observing the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of sin. But now a righteousness from God, apart from the law, has been made known, to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference. So let's, let's just break this down real quick. Number one, understand that you cannot earn God's acceptance by observing the law. You cannot work your way to God. Religion says that you can please God through your external works, by, by being made right by the things that you do 
or the things that you don't do. But God's word tells us here in Romans that no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by observing the law. You can't do it. You cannot work your way to God. So then, so why the law? Why do we have the law? Thought number two is that the purpose of the law is to show you of your need for a Savior. That's why the law exists. Romans 3.20, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by observing the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of our sin. So real quick, let's just take the Ten Commandments as an example. How many of you all have ever told a lie? You can go ahead and raise your hand. I keep them up, too, because the next one you don't want to be caught with your hand down and have to raise it. How many of you all have ever lusted? A few of you brave souls raised that one after the lie. Uh, How many of you all have ever coveted something, envied something, wanted wanted something that someone else had? How many of you all have ever put anything before God, which is idolatry? Right. That's why the law exists. It's to show us that we are far from perfect. That we are actually filthy sinners in need of a Savior. Not in need of religion, but in need of a Savior. Number three, and here's the great news. That righteousness with God comes by faith in Christ alone. It's Christ plus nothing. It's not Christ plus wearing a suit. It's not Christ plus having amazing worship music at church. It's not Christ plus how good I am or or how bad I am. It's Christ plus nothing. Righteousness with God comes by faith in Christ and Christ alone. Romans 3.22 says this, The righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ. To who? To all who believe. Does all include a doubter? Yeah. Does it all include a really bad sinner? Someone that's really screwed up big time? Yeah. Does does all include someone that grew up in the church? Or someone who's never been to church before? Absolutely. All includes anyone who puts their faith and their trust in Jesus Christ. And they will receive the righteousness of God and will be totally forgiven and completely transformed. No longer does God see you as this dirty, filthy sinner. But because of your faith, he sees the righteousness of Christ surrounding you. It's not based on what you do. It's based on what Jesus did. When you you believe, when you make this step, Christ's righteousness becomes your righteousness. That's why it's the good news. And that's why it's not religion. God did not send his son to make us religious, but to set us free. Religion is all about me. Relationship with God is all about him. Religion is about my external works. Relationship with Christ is about his perfect work. Religion says, if I work hard enough and I perform, maybe, just maybe God will love me. But relationship with Christ says that I obey God because he loves me. Religion says I'm trying to prove who I am by my performance. But relationship with Christ says I am who I am because of his goodness. And finally, religion is always about what I can do. But relationship with Christ 
It's about what has already been done. People absolutely hate religious people. The holier than thou, the hypocritical, the hypercritical. It's toxic religion. And it's all about the outward show. Just like this Pharisee back in Luke 18 who said, look at me. Look at how great I am. God, I thank you, but I'm not like this tax collector over there. But you know, there was the other person in the, in the parable, the tax collector. And he did what I hope each and every one of you do today. Where, where you don't think that you're something special. Where you realize, you know what? I'm, I'm actually pretty messed up. And you're authentic in the fact that you desire and you're desperate for a Savior. And then it's not about you. Here's what the tax collector did when we read on in, in Luke 18, verses 13 and 14. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Jesus said, I tell you that this man, the tax collector, the sinner, rather than the self-righteous Pharisee, but the tax collector went home justified before God. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Because Jesus did not come to make you religious. He did not come for you to perform and become arrogant within toxic religion. He came to set you free. Christianity, in its essence, is not a religion. It's a relationship with the living God through Jesus Christ, empowered and made alive by the Holy Spirit. And once you get that, once you claim that truth in your life, I promise you, I promise you, you'll never be the same. And it'll be the best decision you've ever made. Let's pray.